KRFP, Moscow, Idaho, 90.3 FM, krfp.org. This is John Andrew checking the show as Labor Lines, getting into the second hour for a program that I hope will be aired on the 12th of October. I'm trying to get ahead of the curve as I have been called to work at the West Rock Fiber Plant here in Longview for what we call an outage, turnaround, shutdown, thanks to my local, my union local, Labor's 335 out of Vancouver. Going to get a lot of hours in at a very good hourly rate. Uh, overtime is not something we have to fight over. Uh, it comes per day, per week. It's a great contract. No one should be working without a contract. So, later in the show, I'm going to be play, replaying the interview with Chris Stroh with uh, Fair Wage for Idaho. And in between and afterwards, perhaps, there'll be some music. Again, the Labor Lines is also a podcast on Anchor FM by the same name. You can go to Anchor FM, catch the show after it airs. If you want to listen to re-listen to it in its entirety, or if you happen to be coming into it later on and want to catch certain parts of it, that's all be available thanks to that technology.
Desert Kelly had it, baby. My daddy sat me down on his knees, saying, "Son, you go to school, you learn your letters. No, don't you be no dusty minor boy like me. I was born and raised at the mouth of the Hazard Alley." Where the coal cars rolled and rumbled past my door, but now they stay in a rusty row of old empties, because the L and N don't stop here anymore. I used to think my daddy was a black man, with scrip enough to buy the company store, but now. He goes to town with empty pockets, and Lord, his face is white as the February snow. I was born and raised at the mouth of the Hazard Alley, where the coal cars rolled and rumbled past my door. But now they stay in a rusty row of old empties. Because the L and N don't stop here anymore. Never thought I'd live to learn to love the coal dust. Never thought I'd pray to hear those temples roar. But God, I wish that grass would turn to money, and then them greenbacks would fill my pockets once more. I was born and raised at the mouth of the Hazard Alley, where the coal cars rolled and rumbled past my door. But now they stay in a rusty row of old empties, because the L and N don't stop here anymore. Last night I dreamt I went down to the office. To get my payday like I'd done before, but then Mukud's vines was covering the doorway, and there was leaves and grass growing right up through the floor. I was born and raised at the mouth of the Hazard Alley, where the coal cars rolled and rumbled past my door. They stay in a rusty row of old empties, because the L and N don't stop here anymore. Because the L and N don't stop here anymore. Because the L and N don't stop here The name she gave was Caroline, the daughter of a miner, and her ways were free. And it seemed to me as sunshine walked beside her. Come from Spencer, across the hill, 
She said her pa had sent her Cause the coal was low And soon the snow Would turn the skies to winter Well, she said she'd come to look for work She was not seeking favors For a dime a day and a place to stay She'd turn those hands to labor Times were hard, Lord, and her jobs were few. All through Tecumseh Valley, but she asked around till a job she found, tending bar at Gypsy Sally's. Well, she saved enough to get back home When spring replaced the winter But her dreams were denied Her pa had died Well, a word come down from Spencer So she turned to whoring out on the streets With all the lust inside her And it was many a man returned again To lay himself beside her found her down beneath the stairs that led to Gypsy Sally's and in her hand when she died was a note that cried fare thee well to Coopsa Valley Well, the name she gave was Caroline The daughter of a miner And her ways were free And it seemed to me That sunshine walked beside her
were caught up in the crash Sleeping late on Sundays and we never got to mass It's a long way from Claire It's a long way from Claire It's a long, long way Gets further by the day It's a long, long way from Claire to here Friday comes around We're only into fighting It's a long way from Claire here. It's a long way from Claire here. It's a long, long way. Gets further by the day. It's a long, long way from Claire. On that other ocean, it's a long way from Claire to here. It's a long way from Claire to here. It's a long, long way. Gets further by the day. It's a long. 
song about uh, iron ore mines and uh, iron ore town. Come and gather around friends and I'll tell you a tale of where the red iron ore pits run a plenty but the cardboard filled windows and old men on the benches Tell you now that the whole town is empty In the north, in the town, my own children have grown But I was raised on the other In the wee hours of youth, my mother took sick and I was brought up by my brother Oh, the iron ore poured as the years passed the door They dragged lines and shovels, they was a-humming Till one day my brother failed to come home The same as my father before him With a long winter's wait from the window I watched My friends, they couldn't have been kinder And my schooling was cut as I quit in the spring To marry John Thomas, a minor The years passed again and the giving was good With the lunch buckets filled every season but with three babies born, the work was cut down To a half a day shift with no reason Then the shaft was soon shut, and more work was cut And the fire in the arid fell frozen Till a man come to speak, and he said in one week That number eleven was closing They say in the east they are paying too high They say that your ore ain't worth a digging That it's much cheaper down in the South American towns But the miners work almost for nothing So the mining gates locked and the red iron rotted And the room smelled heavy from drinking and the sad silent song 
Maybe an hour twice as long As I waited for the sun to go sinking I lived by the window as he talked to himself This silence of tongues it was building Till one morning's week they'd bet it was bad And I was left alone with three children The summer's gone, the ground's turning cold The stars one by one are folding My children will go as soon as they grow For there ain't nothing here now to hold them
others that is murmured around the lowly grave. Oh, hard times come again no more. Tis a song, the sigh of the weary. Hard times, hard times come again no more. Many days you have lingered around my cabin door. Oh, hard times come again no more. Oh, hard times come again no KRFP 90.3 on the FM dial, krfp.org. John Anerchek is my name. This is Labor Lines to Show, putting it together on the 1st of October to play on the 12th. Getting ahead of the curve as I'm going back to work at the big fiber plant here in Longview for an outage. Going to be working some 12, 16-hour days for a few weeks there. Okay, what were we playing back there? That was the Chieftains, Hard Times Come Again No More. The Chieftains again before that, School Day's Over. That was with the low anthem. Dylan, North Country Blues. What was before that? Nancy Griffin with Ralph McTells from Claire to Here. Towns Van Zant to Comes a Valley. Someone covering the LNN Don't Stop Here Anymore. That was a Gene Ritchie song, but I don't have any accreditation to who covered that got that off youtube and ruby friedman and nick page with daryl scott you'll never leave harlan alive going to go into an interview replay of an interview with chris stroh this is john andercheck with labor lines labor lines the radio show on krfp 90.3 fm moscow idaho and labor lines a podcast that you can find on anchor fm and other platforms Today, the 9th of September, I'm joined by Chris Stroh out of Boise, Idaho. Chris and I have connected through Facebook. Chris is working on an initiative, really pushing it along, getting it out on the social media to raise the dismal minimum wage in the state of Idaho. Um, my former uh, residency, I, I moved over to Longview here. Uh, just earlier this year. So I commend you, Chris. I thank you for joining me. And I'm going to kind of turn the show over to you. So go ahead and introduce yourself, if you will. And let's talk about this initiative. Sounds great. Hey, thanks, John. 
thanks for, for inviting me. So yes, um, we have an, an initiative that will um, go on the 2020 ballot, um, and it was an initiative to increase the minimum wage to $13 per hour and the tip employees minimum wage, wage to $10 an hour. And then there's also two um, other clauses that would remove, right now there's a training wage that's 425 an hour for the first 90 days for people under the age of 18. And then there's a prohibition about that prevents local jurisdictions from setting their own higher minimum wage. And we would remove those two provisions from Idaho statute. Well, wow. That, I mean, that's excellent. When you lay out all those uh, facets, uh, yeah, this tipping wage is uh, horrid in my my book. I've talked to uh, organizers in New York City, Chris, about the tipping wage, how it came about, uh, very interesting history behind it. But uh, to me, uh, the tipping wage uh, lays so many of the most vulnerable people, even more vulnerable, uh, you know, for harassment, uh, for uh degrading behavior on part of the customer, sadly, and uh, kind of demeans their work. So you really, it's a very encompassing uh, initiative. You want to give us some background on that, how it kind of put it together? Sure. Um, so there was a group that tried to put this initiative on the ballot for two, um, for 2020, and um, we got shut down by COVID. And so um, the Icoets for a Fair Wage, is the name of the group, has reconstituted itself and has developed this new initiative um, that's a little bit different from the one we had before. And we've been collecting signatures for about um, six weeks. And generally find it's very much of a bipartisan issue. Um, I, a little bit of background, the, the minimum wage in Idaho is $7.25 and has been $7.25 since 2009. That was the last time there was was any change, and believe it or not, Idaho has a slightly higher tip tip wage. It's um, three thirty five, where the federal minimum is like it's two something. But still, you know, um, I mean, even working full time at seven twenty five an hour, um, the an individual would make like fifteen thousand dollars a year, and and it's um, you know you can't live on that. You have to probably have you know two full-time jobs, you know, at minimum wage or something close to that to make, um, to be able to support yourself. And we have, um, there have been legislators who've tried to raise the minimum wage um, each legislative session, um, but usually the bill does not get out of committee. And so uh, I had worked on the Medicaid expansion initiative, and, uh, you know, if the legislature is not going to act, um, Idaho will have to do it for them. <laughs> excellent, Chris. That's excellent, and and congratulations for on the Medicare ex, Medicaid expansion. Excuse me, I was living in Idaho when that passed. I was living in Idaho County, and in a very uh, red county, uh, if just to use the local terminology, I mean accepted terminology. Excuse me, uh, very red county. Uh, it that initiative passed overwhelmingly. And then, of course, the legislature tried to uh, uh, train wreck the initiative process. That was a big fight uh, by the groups 
And uh, the court, I think, overturned that because they were trying to make it almost impossible to get an initiative on the ballot. So that battle had been fought. I mean, you're constantly in the trenches, Chris. I, I, I truly admire what you're doing there. As I mentioned before we got on the air, uh, we connected on, on Facebook. I, always, I, I admire you because... Um, uh, you keep uh, you have a very civil tone on Facebook, which is uh, like we we're saying is not it's, sadly it's not that common. Uh, as my friend Mark Anderlich says, we have to learn to speak to each other on social media. Uh, what we try to say is we, you have to speak to each other as if you were on the on the work floor at the office at the park with your kids, uh, and you've done a great job with that. And again, a very encompassing bill. You got rid of that training wage, which, I mean, doesn't pass the giggle test. I mean, uh, uh, the $7 an hour uh, minimum wage, now seven twenty-five, Chris, at a 2,000-hour full-time equivalent, $14,000, $15,000 an hour, uh, you'd have to work, like you say, two jobs. And again, you're not getting any uh, benefits usually. Uh, and it certainly undermines, if I will say this, it undermines the idea that uh, you, you're supporting families. You're family friendly. You're 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 family supportive. If you're forcing people to uh, live on the margin, so I'll, I'll, I'll let's go ahead. What's your thoughts? Well, just exactly what you said. Um, I think many people have thought that the minimum wage is um, a quote starting wage, but actually the the average age of somebody who is earning a minimum wage is 34 in Idaho. Um, we've seen a number of companies start to raise the wage to attract workers back into the workforce. And, um, but there's still a, a about 20,000 um, in Idaho that um, earn under $8 an hour. That's for the Labor Department. And, um, you know, we've certainly seen both Oregon and Washington have been raising their minimum wage about a dollar a year since 2016 and at the same time have been able to, they have unemployment that's lower than the national average, their bankruptcy rate has gone down, and their poverty rate has gone down. And and I certainly agree with what you say about it forces people to live on the, on the margins. Um, you know, I think there are some companies that have a business model where they're, they pay a low enough wage that they're their workers will have to rely on our social safety net. And I, for one, question whether people want to have their tax dollars be used to support incredibly profitable businesses that, you know, refuse to pay their workers, um, I would say, what they're worth. Uh, excellent point. Excellent point. A bunch of excellent points there, Chris. Again, uh, they uh, uh, they're, they're basically welfare recipients. The big companies, the little companies that are using that minimum wage because uh, without any type of access to uh, health care uh, necessarily for folks for other social services. Again, they're they're uh, they're uh, have to rely on uh, both a. Uh, uh, government safety net and community safety nets uh, when a, a, a decent paying job would eliminate that. I think of the stress too on people and um, and I see it with my work um, in the school district nearby here. I mean, there's a lot of stress on families and and kids don't miss that, do they? So again, if you want to, if you want to talk about family values, uh, let's talk about where the rubber meets the road and uh, give people a uh, something to get up in the morning and feel they're going to have a better chance for themselves and their family and uh 
a, a big step or small, whatever, however you want to call it here, uh, I commend you for the work, and I really see it as a way of uh, supporting families. Yeah, I would agree with you. I think I, one of the things I like about it is it, it you know, basically allows a person to help themselves. I mean, it, it really is that, that hand up. I mean, have, an individual's going to have to work to get that higher minimum wage. And I, um, it's an old-fashioned phrase, but I, I do believe in the dignity of work. I think that a lot of people, the way people feel about themselves, has to do with what they do for a living. And, um, you know, when you're, when you're paid um, well and you're treated as a valuable employee, I think that um, you have more loyal employees, you have less turnover. Um, yeah, so I think it's important. I agree 100%. That, right, work should, uh, as, as my belief system uh, instructs me, work should make the person better. Uh, work, the human is the subject of work, not the object. That, that work, through work, we should become better. And, uh, and again, as social animals, uh, human beings in a society, this is, how it, this is how it gets done by people like you, Chris. I commend you and all those working on this initiative uh, to... Uh, uh, translate our beliefs into um, the the actual workings of society. So, Chris, have you achieved enough signatures to get this on the ballot? No, not yet. We have till next um, April. We have to um, get sixty three thousand signatures from uh, registered voters in Idaho. And um, like I said, we began about six weeks ago. But having seen it work during um, in the Medicaid expansion initiative, uh, I think there's a really good possibility. I, I will tell you that it is an issue that appeals to people across, you know, on both sides of the um, political spectrum. I mean, most people, I, we would have a sign up and people would say, oh, I need to sign that, you know. Um, and, and that always, uh, you know, we've got a state in Idaho that has a lot of more conservative and independent voters and we have to appeal to that that voter base to get this initiative passed. Correct. And that's interesting. Again, as we said earlier on, uh, before we got on uh, on recording here, Chris, uh, uh, the workplace is the ultimate uh, popular front of AUL. Uh, we can, uh, uh, the both sides play us like fiddles on the social issues, but people go to work pretty much uh, beyond survival we want people to go to work thinking they're going to have a better life for themselves and their family and uh, this is a step in the right direction uh, one another aspect of this i want to cover and again i'm speaking with chris stroh out of boise idaho who's working on an initiative to among other things raise the minimum wage in the state of idaho both for the uh, standard wage and tipping wage and eliminate what they call training wage, uh, almost sounds like slave wages. I'll just lay that out as my opinion. And uh, well, one of the other aspects of it is you you would allow uh, municipalities to have the authority to raise their local minimum wage. Is that correct? Yes, yes. And we think that would be allow local municipalities to reflect, um, you know, their local economy. I mean, uh, you know. Sun Valley, for instance, has been importing workers from uh, Twin Falls because, um, you know, it's very hard to find a sizable workforce in a small town. And, um, you know, the legislature passed uh, some legislation that, you know, did not allow, that prevented them from raising their own minimum wage. 
and um, you know we think that that it would be a good step to go and let um, you know have local government control. You know, if if local leaders feel that um, they their economy could support a higher minimum wage, I mean, it should be up to them. Absolutely. It is interesting when, you know, what's good for the goose is good for the gander, Chris. They speak about local control, states' rights, on and on. And this is just my opinion. I'm not putting words in your mouth. Uh, but except when it comes, kind of like the mafia, except when you're messing with their money, right? And, you know, I lived in Idaho for a number of years. Uh, it, it, it There's almost a myth about a rural area being less expensive to live. Uh, again, as you mentioned, there's pockets like Sun Valley, I think maybe Coeur d'Alene, Sandpoint, Idaho, where it isn't. But generally speaking, uh, you you're certainly have to have reliable transportation. There's expense there. Uh, gasoline is not that less expensive. Food is not le- less expensive. And sometimes rent can be a real challenge. So I, I just feel that, that the kind of a myth that has to be bunked that rural areas don't need a raise in their minimum wage because it's cheaper to live there. I, I don't agree with that. But what's your take? Well, I, definitely. I think that, um, you know, certainly if you read about Valley County, there are... Um, you know, people who've turned their back pasture into a into a park for RVs, so that you know, people who come up and work um, seasonally can have a place to live. And um, you know, so that's another part of the, the equation. I mean, we need more affordable housing in Idaho, but um, you know, it's long, in my opinion, it's a long past time to raise the minimum wage. Absolutely. You know, the minimum wage started under Roosevelt was, it wasn't, you know, we weren't talking about fast food jobs for teenagers, which is like you said, a myth now that the average age is 35. I mean, ask anyone, if you go into a a fast food place or any place that typically uh, uh, uses that minimum wage, you're not seeing young people working there necessarily. so there's that. So this would go a ways. I'm, I'm, I've seen criticism on one side or the, you know, one side saying it's not enough, but it looks like he did some polling. You're, you're, you're aiming to uh, uh, hit the mark there as far as getting it uh, uh, passed among the, like you say, appeal to uh, a broad spectrum of the uh, electorate. Is that correct, Chris? Exactly. We, we actually looked at... Um uh, Twelve through fifteen dollars an hour, and there was a there was a path forward for fifteen, but um, it wasn't. Um, you know, thirteen were passed by, by a healthy margin, and um, even if you know we run into some opposition, and um, you know, frankly, even thirteen is almost doubling the existing minimum wage, and um, so we want to pass something um, that would have by or would have a spectrum of, of support. You know, one thing you mentioned about, um, you know, there are fast food restaurants that are now paying a lot more, and I, I often hear criticism of that raising the minimum wage would be inflationary, but I, I think as probably the last year has shown, um, you know, maybe those fast food restaurants that are now paying 13 or $14 to start, but the cost of, you know, a big back has not gone up. So uh, the fear that it would be inflationary, I think, is... is um, Absolutely, I agree 100. percent Excuse me. Washington have been increasing their minimum wage about a dollar a year, and um, you know certainly the the cost of a Big Mac and I don't know a grander Spokane is not you know has not gone up substantially. 
I agree 100 percent and certainly unemployment, you know, people looking for work, uh, employees. But uh, we're in a different time now. Uh, There's some power to the workers. I haven't seen this. I'm 66. I haven't seen this. uh, And I wasn't even old enough to get into the workforce then. Uh, But since the 60s and 70s, when we had uh, uh, bread and guns, Vietnam and the Great Society programs. There's a lot of power to workers. I think you're hitting a good spot there, Chris. I, again, I commend you for your work. I'm not here to gainsay it. Uh, you've done your research. That's the name of the game when you enter this field, which is politics, um, it, regardless, how, however you want to frame it. Uh, I commend you for your work. So um, if there's anything else to add, and, and, and anyone listening, you know, this will play on the radio station up in Moscow, Idaho. And uh, anything you want to add, how people could uh, find out more about it and get involved. Go ahead. Oh, well, thank you so much. And, and thank you for being so complimentary. I, um, it is really, it's, it's fun to get out and talk to people and hear what they care about. So we have a website, fairwageid.org. And we'd encourage um, anyone to go to, the, go to that website. Um, you can uh, fill out an interest. Um, there's a place to enter your contact information, and we'll be in touch. We have a group in Moscow that has been gathering signatures for a couple of months, and I know they'd love some help. Um, so if, you, if people will give us their contact information, we'd be happy to put um, you in touch with the local leaders. And there's also you can also print a petition from our website and you know collect signatures on your own excellent chris once again uh, uh i'm just just honored to have you on this radio show we'll get it out again this is john andertrick with labor lines uh, krfp moscow idaho labor lines the podcast so uh i'm gonna uh let you go here stay on stay on the phone here but again i'm, I'm gonna thanks again for taking your time to be on this interview Judge 
soon a carnival on the edge of town. He hollers to surely Last year this time wasn't no joke. My whole barn went up in smoke. And our horse Jethro, he went mad. And I can't ever remember things being that bad. you go well I process man and I and I'm telling you no lie I work and breathe among the fumes that trail across the sky there's thunder all around me and there's poison in the air there's a lousy smell that smacks of hell and dust all in the hair and it's go boys go help time your every breath and every day you're in this place, you're two days nearer death But you go Well, I've worked among the spinners and I breathe the oily smoke I've shoveled up the gypsum and had nigh on made you choke I've stood knee-deep in cyanide, got sick with a caustic burn Been working rough, I've seen enough to make your stomach turn And it's go, boys, go, they'll time your every breath and every day or in this place you're two days nearer death But you go There's overtime and bonus opportunities galore A young men like their money and they all come back for more But soon you're knocking on and you look older than you should For every bob made on the job you pay with flesh and blood And it's go boys go, they'll time your every breath and every day or in this place your two days nearer death But you go Well I process man of mine and I'm telling you no lie I work and breathe among the fumes that trail across the sky There's thunder all around me and there's poison in the air There's a lousy smell that smacks of hell and dust all in me hair And it's go boys go, they'll time your every breath and every day or in this place you're two days nearer death And it's go boys go, 
They'll time your every breath And every day you're in this place Your two days nearer death But you go Great Big C, Chemical Workers Song. Before that, we had the band King Harvest. I work for the union. This is John Andertrek. The show's been Labor Lines. If you'd like to get hold of me, you could do that at laborlinejohn at yahoo.com. You could follow me on Twitter at laborlinejohn. All right, going to go out again with the new students covering Warren Zevon's Don't Let Us Get Sick. Make us be brave.